You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice and what a first century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee offers us today in our work of love, compassion, and justice. To support this podcast, go to renewedheartministries.com and click donate. Fishing for people was about hooking or catching a certain kind of person, a powerful and unjust person, and removing them from their position of power, from where they were wielding uh, harm. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Jesus for Everyone podcast. My name is Herb Montgomery, and this is episode 406. Our title this week is Decolonizing Fishing for People, and our reading is from the Gospel of Luke, Luke 5, 1 through 11. Once while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let your nets Let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the boat to come and help help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees and knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. So also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to the shore, they left everything and followed him. This story in in Luke's gospel, it conflates two stories found in other Gospels. The author of Luke rearranges and and modifies the account of how the first disciples joined Jesus in Mark 1, 16 through 20, uh, that that version of the story. In Mark, the initial calling takes place before Jesus even begins to teach and heal. You find that in Mark 1, 16 through 39. In Luke, it makes for better storytelling to put the disciples' call after Jesus teaches in his hometown. We read that in Luke 4, 14 uh, through 5, 11. So, so it, there's, a, there's a little bit of a, a difference in the chronology between the two stories. Luke also adds a story uh, about the disciples, this story we read this week, uh, fishing all night and catching nothing. And that's actually a story that's also found in John's uh, version of the Jesus story, yet John's gospel places the, this story event after the crucifixion. You can read it in John 21, 1 through 14. So Luke's version of this story, it offers us a lot, but first we have to unsettle this language of fishing or catching people. The metaphor of fishing for people has a long tradition within uh, Christianity for centuries. More recently, it's been interpreted in terms of evangelism, uh, saving souls or missionary work or, or quote-unquote, converting the heathen. This interpretation 
It's made Christian missionary efforts vulnerable, and specifically vulnerable to being co-opted by European and later American colonial capitalist abuses and the genocide of indigenous people. Under the mantle of reaching the world, this gospel commission, people who wanted to be fishers of people have instead done concrete harm while desiring to do spiritual good. So, But what if fishing for people was never intended to encourage Jesus followers to to save souls. Instead, what if it was to, meant to 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 as a, 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 a language that was to be associated with liberating those who were being harmed by bringing down the wealthy and powerful from their positions of privilege? Let me explain. In Mark's gospel, the language uh, is used: "Come, follow me," Jesus said, "and I will send you out to fish for people." And I first learned uh, of this alternative interpretation for uh, this metaphor from Ched Myers of Bartimaeus Cooperative Ministries. And I'm going to put a link to those uh, to that ministry in this week's e-site. But, but I believe that if Jesus' followers had chosen this interpretation, Christians would not have harmed or been complicit in the harm of indigenous people through colonialism or Christianity. This is Ched Myers Binding the Strong Man, a political reading of Mark's story of Jesus, page 132. There is perhaps no expression more traditionally misunderstood than Jesus's invitation to these workers to become fishers of men. This metaphor, despite the grand old tradition, tradition of missionary interpretation does not refer to the saving of souls as if Jesus were conferring on these men instant evangelist status. Rather, the image is carefully chosen from Jeremiah 16.16, where it is used as a symbol of Yahweh's censure of Israel. Elsewhere, the hooking of fish is a euphemism for judgment upon the rich in Amos 4.2 and powerful Ezekiel 29.4. Taking this mandate for our own, Jesus is inviting common folk to join him in the struggle to overturn the existing order of power and privilege. And again, in, in uh, Ched's book, Ched Meyer's book, uh, Say to This Mountain, Mark's Story of Discipleship, this is page 10. In the Hebrew Bible, the metaphor of people like fish appears in prophetic censures of apostate Israel and of the rich and powerful. I am now sending for many fishermen says God, and they will catch the people of Israel. Jeremiah 16, 16. The time is surely coming upon you when they shall take you away with fish hooks. Amos 4, 2. And in Ezekiel 29, 3. Thus says God, I am against you, Pharaoh king of Egypt. I will put hooks in your jaws and make the fish of your channel stick to your scales. Jesus is, in other words, summoning working folk to join him in overturning the structures of power and privilege in the world. Again, that's Ched Meyer's book, Say to This Mountain, Mark's Story of Discipleship, page 10. And as Myers explains in both of these, in several Hebrew scriptures, fishing for people was about hooking or catching a certain kind of person, a powerful and unjust person, and removing them from their position of power from where they were wielding uh, a harm. This was wasn't about saving souls so that he can enjoy some post-mortem bliss. It was about changing systemic injustice in the here and now. If this interpretation is, proves to be life-giving, and I, I believe it does, 
given the examples in in Jeremiah, Amos, and Ezekiel, uh, again, that it, I believe that it is, this gives Jesus's call to the disciples a very different context. These were common fishermen who had failed in the past, but who were now experiencing immense overwhelming success. They had fished all night on their own and caught nothing. With Jesus, they caught so many fish they needed to ask for help with the net. And what might this have meant for the original audience, the people who had failed in the past to remove harmful people from their places of power to abuse? What hope might this story have given early Jesus followers, too, whose past efforts to change harmful systems had had very discouraging results? Remember, these disciples were fishermen uh, first. It's much easier to, to think of the story in, in the economic context. It's much easier to walk away from fishing uh, for fish when you're failing. It's immensely harder to walk away from fishing for fish and embrace fishing for people when fishing for fish has just resulted in the largest haul you've ever seen. What did that night mean uh, for their prophet. In this story, Jesus calls them to, to walk away from their prophets, to take up the, the justice work instead that's spoken of by the prophets. And this this calls me to the Hebrew prophets. And and, and this calls to, to, to mind uh, some, some, some current examples. Uh, Jesus calls his disciples here to place people before profit, and especially, specifically, people who are being harmed or marginalized, excluded, and even killed. And and in, in our modern capitalist system, uh, we have a system today that places profit above almost every other priority, maybe indeed above every other priority. I think of ministries and, and Jesus followers who've chosen to stand up for people that are being harmed rather than remaining silent, and and and, and the challenges they, they face in preserving their donor base. When I consider the communities that are being harmed uh, today, I think of those Christians who suffer a great loss, for, for white Christians, uh, I mean, that... that, that uh, suffer a great loss for joining the voices that are saying Black Lives Matter or for, for celebrating LGBTQ folks rather than in, than just including or affirming them, who, who, who advocate for maybe the egalitarian treatment of women. Um, I've had speaking events canceled because of my solidarity with these and other communities. One event in the Dakotas was even canceled, I remember, because I had blogged just before that in solidarity with those who were speaking out at Standing Rock for both environmental justice and in solidarity with indigenous sovereignty. Uh, one of the church's wealthiest donors worked for a, a pipeline company and had requested that that I not be allowed to come to their church. And because the church didn't want to risk that person's financial support, they called up and canceled me. And I'm actually still in awe that they were so transparent with me on the phone about what their motive actually was. What would it mean for Jesus followers today to put people before profit, but put changing the system before profit, even and especially when the when the fishing is good? What does it mean and, and to take up fishing for people as Jeremiah, Amos, and Ezekiel defined it? Not 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 some mass evangelistic saving of souls, but fishing for specific people in places of power who are doing harm. Speak of uh, speaking of those who do harm. 
arm within their positions of power. Remember, Jeremiah reads, this is Jeremiah 16, 16, But now I will send for many fishermen, declares the Lord, and they will catch them. After that, I will send for many hunters, and they will hunt them down on every mountain and hill from the crevices of the rocks. Uh, speaking of those who oppress the poor and crush the needy, Amos in Amos 4, 2 reads, The sovereign Lord has sworn by his holiness the time will surely come when you will be taken away with hooks, the last of you with fish hooks. And and speaking of, of the abusive Pharaoh, king of Egypt, Ezekiel uh, reads, In the tenth year, in the tenth month of the twelfth day, the word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, set your face against Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and prophesy against him and against all Egypt. Speak to him and say, This is what the sovereign Lord says. I am against you, Pharaoh, king of Egypt, a great monster lying among your streams. You say the Nile belongs to me. I made it for myself, but I will put hooks in your jaws and make the fish of your streams stick to your scales. I will pull you out from among your streams with all the fish sticking to your scales. I will leave you in the desert and you and all the fish of your streams. You will fall on the open field and not be gathered or picked up. I will give you as food to the beast of the earth and the birds of the sky. Then all who live in Egypt will know that I am the Lord. So this way of understanding what it means to fish for powerful people who do harm, it resonates with me this week. How are these stories in the spirit of liberation calling you to possibly go fishing as well. Heart Group application this week. Share something that spoke to you from this week's eSight or podcast episode with your heart group. Number two, what are some of the areas of difference that this interpretation, this alternate interpretation makes for you? And discuss that with your group. And then number three, what can you do this week, big or small, to continue setting in motion the work of shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone. Thanks for checking in with us today, right where you are. Keep living in love, choosing compassion, taking action, and working towards justice. I love each one of you dearly. I'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.